All right, so it's May 7th, 2021. Uh, nine years to the day, Brad Richards, 6.6 seconds. Also, you know what else I'm going to say? What also to the day, 2016, as a Met fan? Oh, Bartolo's home run, Yeah, right? Bartolo's Cologne. Yeah, so, yeah. so May 7th has, has been a lucky day for us uh, previously, but I don't even know how to describe the last four days. I, I can't even put it into words. I think as a fan of this team, uh, you went from this like crazy high emotion of like, good for the team, good for sticking up for them in the statement. Um, and then now we just kind of feel like, I kind of feel like a jackass in a sense. And I feel like just even for liking hockey, like it's one thing to be <laughs> mad at Tom Wilson. It's one thing to be mad at the Capitals or, or Dolan. And then I'm just like, God damn it. Why do I support the stupid league? <laughs> it's uh, it's been a crazy, crazy, crazy four days. And the funny thing is folks, like usually, me and Jake have been pretty good about recording on Thursdays and you know he's been busy with uh with the school and work so we pushed it back and good thing we pushed it back because we have even more things to talk about I think really the best way to approach this Jake is just go incident by incident and and and, and chronological order um going all the way back to to the Tom Wilson incident so uh obviously it's it seems like it's old news by now with how much has gone on but Tom Wilson, obviously, uh, going after Pavel Buchnevich in a kind of a, a cheap shotty kind of way, and then completely ragdolling for Artemi Panarin to essentially end his season. It was dangerous. It was reckless. It was stupid. Um, I'll let you chime in first, Jake. You know, initially, let's go like back to that when it happened. Initially, you know, what were your thoughts and, and how have you kind of molded over the last few days? Yeah, I mean, like, I can't tell you how almost disinterested I was in this game you know they're out of the playoffs like I I'm, I'm looking for the kids to play like just like yeah. anybody else like we've been talking about all that and I'm sitting there and I wish I could go back in time now to to hear the sound I made when that happened because it was just a, da, 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 like and that was just a Buchnevich punch to the back of the head I'm sitting there and, and I was like wow I, I like I jumped up out of my seat and I couldn't believe how mad I was I threw my phone and I was it, just because I'd, I've said before on this podcast, like to you and, and to any anybody I'm talking hockey to, I'm like, Tom Wilson is going to hurt one of our players and, and you know, and it's going to be too late. Um, and so, again, like there's nothing I can say that's that, you know, a thousand other people haven't said it. This guy's a repeat offender and we're, we're just caught in this this weird back and forth now once again with. Uh, Department of Player Safety, who's in charge of the NHL, the boys club, like, I, I don't know, the, the way this is being handled, um, it's just like too fraternity like for me. And, and uh, it's, it's really turned me off the last week um, to the game of hockey. I, I, I like, obviously, the, the players showing character, like, you love to see that you, you like that you know, they're sticking up for each other saying, Hey, guess what? You know, you guys think we're soft. We're at least going to stand up for ourselves. Like, great. Good for the players. That's awesome. Um, but aside from all the, aside from all the ownership stuff, it, it I don't know. It, it's like, to me, it's disheartening as a diehard hockey fan. And it's, it's disheartening because I know for the fact that that's going to turn so many other people off trying to grow the game. And they have this big ESPN deal coming and, Sure enough, like people tuned in, but all those people, in my opinion, are window shoppers. You know, they're not going to stick around to watch the game of hockey. It's like, I don't know. Uh, it, it just kind of disgusted me, all of it, um, kind of from beginning to end. And, and, and here we are now, and, and there's, we're kind of more back in a positive manner away from the Wilson situation. We can move on. 
Uh, we'll get into the ownership stuff as well. But the initial incident, yeah, it, it's just like, of course it happened. And then Panarin inches, right? Like inches from being knocked out cold on the ice, you know, or worse. And you'd think George Paros, of all people, who has been knocked out on the ice uh, accidentally in a fight with Colton Orr a couple of years ago, uh, he would know the, the danger of that play. Um, but other than that, I don't know. I just, um, I think overall it hurts the game of hockey. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, it was, uh, it was scary to watch. Um, I, you know, initially, look, I'm going to say this, Tom Wilson, th- the most frustrating part with Tom Wilson is that he's actually a really good hockey player when he chooses to be. Um, he's an effective player. He, he's a modern day power forward. I mean, the last couple of years, a 40 point guy, um, and, and, you know, that's with being suspended and whatnot in certain aspects. He's got 33 points in 44 games this year. I don't think he's a bad hockey player by any means, but he's dangerous. And, like, repeat offender, to not suspend him, you know, at least for the league's sake, to get one game so you could get away from the gong show that was Wednesday night is so stupid and so short-sighted. And you said it's, it's, it's the inmates running the asylum. It's the old boys club. It's the fraternity aspect of it where – these guys are, you know, uh, they talked a lot about how when Shanahan um, was in there and they started doing, you know, stiffer expe- ex- uh, suspensions, excuse me. And then, you know, the owners pushed back. I mean, I remember in the 2012 playoffs, you know, remember Carl Hagelin got suspended three games for an elbow on Daniel Alfredson. He, he's Carl Hagelin hasn't been suspended before, hasn't been suspended since. He was in the um, league. What at the time? Yeah, a year? That was his, maybe that was a his, year? That, that was his rookie year, but they gave him three games to get to that. Okay, look, that's a precedent. Like, you move on, and they didn't like it, so they pushed back from it. Now you have Paros in there, a former enforcer who, like, thinks, you know, talks about the code of the game. Um, and, look, the funny, crazy thing is George Paros went to Princeton, which always blows my mind. But um, it, it's it was disappointing. It's dangerous. It's reckless. Um, and, like I said, it's going to take – once again, it's just going to take someone getting really, really injured. Um, I thought he should have been suspended probably. Look, realistically, I, I, I knew they weren't going to give him a crazy suspension, but I thought, look, maybe they'll give him the rest of the season and a playoff game, like four games, whatever it might be, get him out against the Ranger game. And to come out and just do the $5,000 fine, I thought was just pretty, pretty juvenile. And um, just kind of the fact that they allowed Wednesday night to happen and then I was working. I had some player evaluation stuff this week, so I didn't even get to watch that game. Um, but, you know, I was getting texts about it. And like I said, okay, the fighting stuff is cool, but like, it's just, it's, you just know how dangerous it is. And as somebody who, you know, played highest of hockey at the club level, like the amount of concussions I know I got and like the long-term effects, like that's a scary thought process. And the NHL pretty much just allowed Wednesday night to happen, which is the worst part of it all. They were just like, okay, we're just going to let this happen and you know 100 penalty minutes in the first period and fights left and right good for the team for showing some spirit I, I i get what people are saying in that but you know what if you know what if booch broke his hand or like you know right. what if you know what if something serious happens and like a player that you're you're looking forward to to seeing gets hurt or whatever so you never know what's going to happen with that um, at this point, I'm with you, and we're kind of beyond it and past it. But um, I thought it was a, uh, I agree, a shameful week for the NHL. Um, and as a hockey fan, and, and as as part of the greater hockey family, uh, we have to be better than this. Like you, you got to punish the guy who's a repeat offender. Just get him out for a few games at, at the very least. And I think it should be lengthier. But um, 
you know, there is two sides to that coin. I know like the players association would protect him. Uh, you know, they got that 20 game suspension down to 14 a couple of seasons ago, but at the end of the day, it's about protecting the players. That's why, you know, there's a commissioner and a board of governors. That's why there's a player association to protect the players and get the best on ice product. And I thought we saw some of the worst in the NHL this past week with the nonsense with Wilson and then all the fighting the other night. Um, it's just, you know, it's not why I love the game of hockey. So it's, it's, it's disappointing. And I think we're on the same page there. Yeah. He's gonna kill somebody like he's gonna break he's gonna, his he's, neck like he, he's gonna do something and it's gonna be too late and only then will something change but uh they it just goes to show the guys at the top like these league executives they're in this bubble of protecting yeah. the code and and you know it's not that it doesn't have its place in a sense um having a sort of code like unwritten rules on the ice like that's, of course, that's of course. human psychology right like in anything we're just trying to put a piece of rubber in the back of the net, but there's all these other <laughs> aspects that go with it um, that make it interesting. So um, like, it's not to say that there isn't a somewhat of a place for it, but now we're in this territory where the NHL is enabling Tom Wilson to do things like that among it's others. A good word. And we we're also at the simultaneously, we're living in this era where all, anytime a player throws any big hit clean or not clean, they have to answer to it. And, and that's just as dumb. So. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good point. You want to find a fine line, but you know, it's just like, it, I saw, I think it was, um, it was Christopher Stieg who was uh, on, I think Sportsnet or TSN. He did a, a you know, a kind of a soundbite a few weeks ago um, or a month ago or now, you know, talking about protecting Connor McDavid you got to protect your stars. Look, man, you look at any other sport. Okay. You, you hate him or love him. LeBron gets the calls. You got to protect your stars. Okay. Steph gets the calls. Football. I know it's quote unquote gotten softer because the quarterbacks can't get touched. But look, your quarterbacks are your stars. You got to protect your stars. It doesn't do you good if Patrick Mahomes, you know, breaks his collarbone, is out the whole season. Well, guess what? There's your most marketable player out for the season. You have to protect your stars and all your players. They all deserve to be protected. But Connor McDavid, Crosby, Panarin, uh, you know, now Adam Fox, like these guys need to be protected. You you don't want them getting hurt over stupid shit like this and, and it's very very avoidable if you put in the punishments like that it, it, you know especially especially for a repeat offender you know look say look you've gotten 20 games you've gotten six games seven games whatever it's been moved up look he's clearly not get him give him another big one see if it, you know hit his hit him where it hurts you know suspend him without pay and and so it's like you said, it's frustrating because I uh, exactly a ton of people tuned in Wednesday night, and I don't I don't think that's the best of us. That's the worst of us. If if I have to if I have to chime in on that, I'm, I'm back when I was a kid. Um, you know, talk about that that you know that Ranger Devil game, the three fights off the draw. I was actually at that game. I was 18 years old. Okay, back then, yeah, I thought it was cool and all that stuff. But you know, I I know better now. You you learn. You get older. You you know the lasting effects of head injuries and trauma and stuff like that. We just don't need it. It's just, it, it's just, it, it's frustrating. It really is. But the difference with that game though, also was that there was no like uh 48 hour buildup of another incident uh, leading up to that. True. Right? You know, True. So, there wasn't a so, direct response. There wasn't a direct response. Yeah. So that's what kind of make this, makes this even dumber is because there was just this, all this time had passed and uh, they, they clearly had something to do. Um, they could have done something about it in the time uh, leading up to it that and I mean don't 
don't most people look around now and say, wow, yeah, the NHL, that's pretty stupid of them, especially after they suspend Booch, warranted. Uh, did it feel good? Of course it felt good for a second to get some revenge. What is it the right thing to do? No. So, you know, they give him a game. It makes sense. I was in, I was in person. I wonder if he got like a little talking to, like, I wonder what uh, <laughs> Paris was like, Hey, so what are you, what are you guys talking about? Uh, and he's like, I don't know. Or if he comes in with a, in, in a translator or anything, but um, uh, who knows? I mean, like I said, he's going to really, really hurt somebody. And he's just a, a big meathead bully that's being enabled by the league. And he's just going to keep doing it. He, and again, you said repeat offender, repeat offender of two months ago. He was suspended. Yeah, in March, exactly. Right? Like, come on. How many times can you say, oh, we've sat him down. He knows better now. Um, I don't know. And people say, too, you'd love him on your team. And I'm like, dude, I don't know. I don't know. We hardly liked Lemieux on our team. And he, he would he would only, you know, he'd get the occasional two-game suspension or whatever. So, uh, yeah, sure. He gets, he puts points on the board. But uh, I don't know. I don't like him. <laughs> I don't like him either. And obviously the Rangers had strong comments, you know, coming out um, with their, with their statement, you know, going after Wilson as a repeat offender and, and pretty much calling for jo George Peros's job saying he's unfit to continue his role as the head of player safety. Um, and we saw this comments come out and we were all kind of like, yeah, I mean, I, That's I respect wild. it. That's wild. You kind of knew it's pretty, it's, it's, it's pretty unprecedented. I mean, you never see anything like this and obviously the league has to come back and, Slaps uh, slaps the Rangers with a $250,000 fine. Of course, I, I love the statement from the league where, um, you know, they, they talk about George Peros's character and his reputation. Well, that's not what the Rangers questioned. They just said he's a fit for a job. Just because you're a nice guy doesn't mean you're fit to do a job. My mom is a wonderful woman. Uh, she would not make a very good hockey coach. Uh, there's just, you know, it's, it's not the same thing. You're not even talking Tom, about the Tom same Wilson thing, might so. be a, a phenomenal guy off the ice, but on the ice, he's a, he's a nut job. Yeah, exactly. So it, it, it's, 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 it's compla comparing two different completely things are not even the same ballpark. It's ridiculous. Uh, you knew they were going to get fines. Um, but it just, once again, you know, the Rangers speaking out on, in, in defense of their player get fined a heck of a lot more than, uh, you know, their players, uh, the player who, you know, once again, nearly severely injured two people in a matter of 20 seconds on the ice the other night. This is what he said too. He said, uh, this is a quote from earlier today. He said, after the play, I would have never thought that all this would have been blown up. Cool. Okay. It was, it seemed like uh, a fairly routine hockey scrum to me. And I think there was kind of the feeling from both players in the penalty box. And then obviously it took on a new life after the game. Yeah. I mean, again, the Butchnevich thing, like we've seen worse, um, you know, if it was just that, that's an entirely different conversation, but they didn't even address the Panarin thing. And again, yeah, that's, you know, that, that was a mistake by the league. Uh, Sean McIndoe, I was talking about this on puck soup this past week, the snake in the league to like really identify the Butchnevich thing and not, the they should have just said straight up $5,000 for the incidents the other night. At least it would have like saved a little right. face or whatever. Um, or like, or if they at least give them two different fines for the two different incidents, but the fact that they only specify the Budishnevich one, once again, whoever's running the NHL PR, like, you know, give me a call. I'll help out if you need to, because it's, like, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, yeah. like, like you got to know there's going to be blowback for that. That's so stupid of you. Like, it just blows my mind, blows my mind, but what i guess it's what we've learned to expect from this league speaking of puck soup too like greg wasinski what was that the other yeah, day yeah dude like, wish, what was that wish like 
which is a guy who like he's a he grew up like not far from me obviously he's much older than me but yeah so i've always liked him i liked him a puck daddy and i feel like nowadays and like i listen to puck soup and and i really wanted to listen to his basically response and ryan lambert just took a dump on wasinski like (laughs) wasinski like was like this pretty much like blogger worked his way up and into this prominent role and now he's like you know you live long enough to see yourself become the villain like he's turned into like the old boy like mentality that he made fun of for so long so it's kind of weird I, I disappointed very disappointed with Wyshynski right yeah, now yeah. I, I couldn't like the, the comments just like dude just like shut up for two minutes like let's just like it's just like and and Lambert went on him on the pod he was just like he's like he's like look he pretty much for, for lack of a better term, told him he was thinking that he was coming out with the the red the red pill, if you will. It's like he's like you're like the old drunk conservative guy at the table, rambling on about the good old days of hockey. Yeah. Uh, so it was just like it was such a stupid take, and and you'd like to think he knows better, but I guess he's just looking for the content. Yeah, I'm, I mean, between that and and the Capitals post after the game, dude, there's so much to this story. Like talking oh my about God. it now, there's just so much. I actually forgot. I forgot about the Capitals post. Oh my freaking god! I don't really even get that meme because I'm old, but like, oh my god, how stupid do you have to freaking be? Just like, come on. Yeah, very toned down. Who, who approved that? Who approved that? And and it, it, who approved it? Just solely based on like, yeah, okay, you you think that like. Oh, like, you know, this is hockey and it's in a wrestling sense. Like, oh, you know, everybody hates him. He's pesky. It's like, no, no, no. We almost watched somebody get knocked out cold. It was really yeah, scary. That's not, that's not I don't know fun. what you saw. Yeah, that's not fun. Like, uh, oh, yeah. gosh, I, I, I literally almost forgot about that. I can't even like, it's just, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's really is so much to unfold with this. But obviously it ends with the $250, $250,000 fine, excuse me. I think once again, it just—I was just very disappointed with how the NHL handled it this week, and and especially Wednesday night. I feel like could have been avoided in some aspects, and, and you know, it's 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 a sad and it's a sad and crazy end to a, a bizarre season for the New York Rangers. Oh my that, god, we're gonna remember that, this forever, forever. I'll never forget this year from from D'Angelo to uh, Panarin to Mika with COVID, and obviously the COVID year to begin with and the pandemic short season oh my gosh and then you did to kind of end with this and to think we don't even end with this because then we're hit with somehow the biggest story of the year with what two three days left in the season yeah out of simply nowhere um john davidson president of the new york rangers and jeff gordon our manager of the new york rangers out the door see a goodbye sayonara um out of left field and 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 and, you know there was talk you know the the quinn's press conference got pushed back so you didn't know if there was you know they want to talk about the letter could there be another covid positive i don't know and then all of a sudden we are dropped with this ball um rangers twitter exploded we were still trying to handle the wilson situation and the fights and all that crap and oh my gosh what a what a bizarre day yeah and, and I mean, none of us buy that it had nothing to do with the uh, the statement, but also, I don't know what like what is what else is going on here? Because there there has to be more to this story. This, this doesn't make a lot of sense. Is it really just Dolan acting out, or is it the NHL and and whoever coming to them and be like giving them an ultimatum? I just it, there had to have been something. I mean, I know the report is that they tried to distance themselves from uh, the statement. 
uh, which again, makes it even weirder that that's a James Dolan statement. Like maybe he's just getting into hockey now and he's trying to figure it out, but uh, it kind of, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Cause you think about it. It's like, Oh, what, what would a basketball guy who occasionally watches hockey do when he sees one of his most, one of his most valuable assets uh, almost get injured and then nobody respond to it. Well, uh, I guess he can emotionally react in a way uh, such as firing JD and Gorton. That's one thing, but why fire JD? It must've just been like, Hey, you know, if he's gone, I'm gone, but still uh, yeah. in two years, that's such a sour ending, especially he was on the verge of tears when he was introduced saying, this is like the job of a lifetime for me. He's the perfect Rangers figurehead ambassador. So, um, I mean, maybe that's, Again, maybe in Drury we trust. Maybe they were too much part of the uh, old hockey mentality. We don't know, but it's just uh, it's so hard to figure out. We can't figure out um, even process what's happened in the last week. Yeah, it's been bizarre. Uh, my initial reaction was pretty much, you know, what is going on here? Like just chaos. And initial reaction too. There were some talks about the letter. I mean, they they they've said that really didn't have to do anything. It sounds like Gordon was kind of uh, excuse me, um, Dolan was brewing this up for a little bit of time here and. Seem seemed like he wanted to hit the acceleration on this a little bit more than maybe Gordon did, and 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 it, according to reports from 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 Brooks and a couple other guys, like you know, he wanted JD to fire Gordon. Gordon JD didn't want to, so he was basically said, okay, then you're both going to be gone. And and I know Drury was the guy in the wings. They were building him up. They you know he they took he took himself out of the Pittsburgh job because I think he knew something was probably coming here down the line. Um, I look. Uh, Initially, I, once again, my biggest gripe with this whole thing is it seems like a very juvenile, like built up from 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 Dolan, and then something happened that triggered it. Just just do it. Like you couldn't wait till the end of the season. I get I get it with the exit interviews and who you want conducting them, um, but just the way he handled this, I thought was very poor. Especially with JD, who's a beloved figure in New York for the New York Rangers, and like you said, it's. Uh, you saw how upset Sam Rosen was yesterday in the broadcast oh. as well. And it was, it, it, it hurts. It hurt. It hurt my yeah. heart a little bit. Um, you know, just, just devastating in that aspect, but look, reading more about it. Um, I, I don't think it was done the right way by any means. Um, but I liked what Chris Drury is saying. Um, and a lot of aspects, I mean, he did mention analytics by name, you know, what that means, you know, uh, who knows, but, Look, if Drury was the guy all along, I get it. I just think it was handled so, so poorly. Like, like timing-wise, like, dude, you've got to read the freaking room. Like, there's chaos right now. Can we just just hold the phone for another, yeah. like, 48 hours? Can you not wait till Sunday? Just wait till fucking Sunday and just relax for two seconds. We'll do it then. Say, hey, we're moving in a different direction. Drew, Chris was going to be the guy all along. This is what we're doing. All right, fine. Yeah. But – just to, just to do it on top of everything else just was so poor. Once again, PR, PR people, public <laughs> relations. Someone is not doing a good job at the NHL and the Rangers. Drives me up the wall. So everything I've read about Dolan is, look, he's clearly a passionate guy. I think he's a clown. He's clearly <laughs> kind of a scumbag. I, not kind of a scumbag. He's a fucking scumbag. No one likes James Dolan. But, he, he, look, he trusts Glenn Sather. That's like the only person he seems to trust. As So, and Sather had some saying this, as long as Dolan, does not have his hands in this. I, as I take myself away from the emotional aspect of it initially, I'm okay with it. But if Dolan gets his hands involved, 
we're going to turn into the Knicks. I mean, and good for the Knicks to be great this year because they finally have stability as a coach and a general manager, and Dolan's hands are taken away. Uh, crazy, crazy, craziness. I liked Chris Jury as a player. You know, he's worked his way up for the last 10 years, basically. So as soon as he was done with the player, like, you know, he went to USA Hockey first. He's been with the Rangers for, I don't know, it's got to be, what, six, seven years now? So it's been a while. Um, but it just the timing was just so bizarre. It just added to all of this. It's just so, so, so bizarre. Uh, and, and like I said, there's probably always going to be, you know, some untold stories that we're never going to know. You know, they talk about in the Larry Brooks article, you know, Dolan saying, I saw a weakness in a team that was not being addressed. Oh, okay. Like, you know, <laughs> it's and, so broad. Like, it's so broad. Like, what do you like? And then there's this, uh, that this overall spirit and culture that goes with being a team, I believe that is a good job of JDE and Jeff have done. Speaking with them, it was clear to me that Chris was going to be the guy to do his forward. Okay, fine. If that's your guy, fine. Still handled terribly. Still handled terribly. Yep. I, I just think they could have waited till Sunday and done this, or maybe after the game Saturday. Just like get, just, just get a little bit of time away. Um, you know, it makes them look, look so much more foolish doing it. Like it does. Yes. Yes. That's a great word. It just makes them look, it's already been a, a chaotic year. Like to do it on top after the, the statement and Wilson, it just makes it seem even more messy and, and, and lack of culture or leadership. But, you know, look, we'll see what jury does. Um, but I, I thought it was a sour way to kind of let Gordon and JD go like that after all they've done. Um, but like I keep saying, if, if Drury was the guy all along, I guess I'm okay with it. It just was so poorly timed. So poorly timed. You think we're trading for Ryan Reeves this offseason? Here's the thing, right? So they talk about like building those guys. And like, you know, those are the pieces you add like late to the puzzle. Like you build the talent up and then you add those guys late to the puzzle. So for me, I, I don't know. You know, once again, he mentioned analytics and he talked about like the importance of that. And like he talked about his experience on the bench and what he saw. I don't know, but like, look, a little bit more quote unquote piss and vinegar into the lineup. What does that mean? I don't know. Um, but like, you know, there's some merit. Uh, the, the, the suit on Blue Sea Blogs wrote a good article talking about this, uh, you know, maybe the good positives of jury. And you look at some, some the teams that won the cup the last few years and like, you know, skill guys who also have that little bit more tenacity. You think of a Pat Maroon, an Andre Palat, like guys in that nature. Um, you know, Andrew Shaw, when he was good on those Blackhawks teams, like, so something like that, if it's, and look, if it's replacing Howden and Hayek in the lineup, you can't get any worse. So I don't care who it is at that yeah. point. It might as well be Ryan Reeves, um, <laughs> uh, you know, at that point, it doesn't really matter. So I think it's going to be addressed. Um, you know, I have to go through the free agent market, um, but, you know, he did maintain that there's still a process and they're not going to rush in any things. So if, if that's the case, I think we could kind of take a step back and say, okay, this isn't as big of a deal as maybe we thought it was. Um, but like, you know, it, it just, it was the timing of all that really kind of rubbed people the wrong way. And of course it's Dolan and Dolan doesn't get the benefit of doubt on anything, you know, cause, cause of what he's done as, as owner of both the Rangers and the Knicks for however long, 20 plus years. Yeah. What success has James Dolan seen? Like even yeah. a lick of, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So he, he never gets the benefit like Tom Wilson. He does not get the benefit of the doubt ever. You know that he, uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure you've seen some of it, but his band, the oh my god, Diddy and the Straight Shot, it's Straight hilarious. Shot. And uh, you know he he pays to open up for big acts, like he because he has the money. He's a, I guess he has the in at like the Beacon Theater or whatever. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah he he pays to uh, to open up. 
for people um <laughs> so that's funny his vi- like there's just uh, endless music videos it's like dude just do like i don't know like this is a real life movie character right like evil little yeah, villain. yeah like, exactly he's small exactly. like small little guy like i don't know it's so yes yeah right? trying to try, you know trying to kick spike lee out of the garden and, and all that stuff oh and my god it's just, like, you, like he's just he's just a clown like anybody who questions him like it's just like oh get him out of the way you know what i mean it's yeah funny. could you fucking imagine that it like like clockwork it goes from nicks to rangers like it becomes an absolute mess i mean it's arguably it's a mess right now but um like like exactly charles oakley getting kicked out like nick yeah charles oakley too yeah yeah oh my god like yeah he's a buffoon i i I don't know and it's funny because you know guys in his circle in his bubble like he thinks that he gets an unfair reputation like you absolutely know that like he has a thousand yes men just telling him like yeah yeah no people are crazy they just don't like you know yada yada it's like look at steve cohen people love steve cohen and i mean he's even he you know he fired chili davis and you know something is in the air this week the new york sports uh air because it's it's just crazy i even watched that that yankees astros game and i was like wow this is uh this is literally a wrestling crowd so it really um, is <laughs> it's it, it's been a mess and hey, you know just kind of circling back with drew you know good piece with larry brooks in the post and and, and I, you know i like i like what he had to say for the most part and you know what they're creating and 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 building up and all that stuff. So uh, I'm okay once again, okay with it as long as Dolan is involved. And it sounds like Dolan is going to be involved. And 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 really, it's going to be now. What's next? You know, Drury's going to have to hire some guys. I, I saw a piece talking about Kevin Weeks as a guy the Rangers might target. I like Kevin Weeks a lot. Obviously, he's a former Ranger as well. If you want to keep that in the family, so to speak. Um, you know who he brings in this summer, and 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 really, you know not just the roster decisions are going to be huge, but if David Quinn stays, I mean, I know they have their ties and their Boston university ties and they've known each other for a while, but I don't know that press conference. I didn't necessarily get a swimming review of, uh, of David Quinn from, from, from either Sather or Chris Drury. You wonder, I think there's going to be a lot um, in the player exit meetings this year, similar when they fired Tortorella, it seemed they did the exit meetings, sounded like there was a bit of a revolt and they kicked him out the door the next day. You're wondering if that's something that could happen here. Yeah. It's a good question. Cause I feel like the players seem to like Quinn, but people, people on Twitter have been saying uh, that he like people on the bench, the, the last couple of games, they're like, Quinn looks like he's about to get fired. Like, I guess it's yeah, I don't know like, I, exactly like exactly. Um, but it, uh, who would have thought that he outlasted JD and Gordon? Um, but that's true too that's a crazy that's a great point that's crazy a, who would have thought that and, and uh yeah like where do they go from here actually halfway through this season i was ready to almost jump on the fire quinn bandwagon halfway through before mika woke up like and and before um i don't know they they ended up showing up like it, it seemed like there was a real issue with the team showing up so i, I was kind of getting to this point where between that and the in-game management uh it was like all right it's not that i don't like the guy in a sense but I was ready to hop on it. And then the, the team kind of turned it around. They started playing really well. So I, I, I kind of think we're left with this question. Like, was this a good season for David Quinn or was this, it, cause I don't think it was horrible, but I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not going to say it was great, but I, I, you know, is he worthy of really coming back short lease uh, next year, which is probably more realistic or do they just can him? Yeah. I'm still on the bandwagon. I think you like, they're going to give him like a really short lease next year. And if they start off slow, they'll can them. But at the same time, like if you, if you, if there's a candidate out there this summer who you really like, 
um, you, you know, those guys are much more readily available perhaps in the summer than they are come October, November, when you fire quit mid season. Right. So, you know, you think about Chris Knobloch, they, they, they seem to have a good little connection there when he was behind the bench. Um, you know, there's obviously some other names that are going to get thrown out. Uh, you know, I, I saw someone say Rick Tockett looks like he's going to get fired. I'm not a Rick Tockett fan. I don't want Rick Tockett, but there's obviously yeah. the old hockey names out there. Jesus Christ. I know. Elliot Friedman tweeted today that like, sounds like Tockett's going to get fired. Like, of course, some people oh are like, oh my, oh my God. But, uh, you know, if there's a guy you want to go get, you know, is it Gallant? Is it, uh, you know, Bruce Boudreaux? You know, some names there. Or do you go off the grid again? And I will hurl someone... if it's Bruce Boudreaux. I swear to God, if the Rangers <laughs> aren't Bruce Boudreaux. Well, look, Boudreaux at least is a great offensive coach. I give him that. Um, but, I, you know, he, he at this point in his career, I think is probably better suited as like just an assistant coach to kind of be an, an ear whisperer, kind of like Jacques Martin is right now yeah. with David Quinn. He's done a good job. I don't think, I think his role as a head coach is passed. Um, or do they go off the board and, and, and get someone, you know, from once again, the college ranks again or, or Europe or whatever. I don't know. Um, I think this next week is, you know what I just looked up? I didn't even realize this. So the Rangers last game is Saturday, right? It's tomorrow. The fucking season goes for another week because of all these makeup games. So the playoffs aren't going to start for another week and a half. And I'm like, oh, God. Like, I just wanted the playoffs to start, so I don't have to think about the Rangers. And Oh, gosh. It's just, what a mess. Oh, God. What a, yeah. what a crazy, crazy, as you said, a season we will truly never, ever forget. Yeah, I wonder, too, if if we're going to find out more details about the, uh, the culture, perhaps. I mean, I don't know. My brain jumps to the Tony thing, and it jumps to the, the Leah Anderson thing. Like, I don't know. Was there just something more at play? And, and, and also Krasov. I mean, you know, I, I, I wouldn't want to play in Hartford either, either. Um, you know, if I'm overseas, <laughs> but still like it, maybe there's something more to this. Um, and this was just a final straw kind of thing. I mean, who knows? Maybe Dolan was saying that, you know, you should be playing D'Angelo or maybe he was sickened by the Lundquist buyout. I, you know, I, who knows? Uh, it's just tough. Again, like answers we'll probably never get. Until oh, yeah. Book. Exactly. Someone's book in 20 years. Uh, this would be a great 30 for 30 doc on this season. Um, but uh, it's a um, it's a bizarre end to a bizarre year that look um, and, 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 you know, with the Dolan stuff, too, you know, there's talking about, you know, what, what expectations were Drury and say they're both said that, like, look, if things went well, maybe we could have competed for the playoffs. But I think there is obviously more to it. Clearly a bit of a. Uh, uh, of clash of the titans up there so to speak and um you know will we be better off for it i guess we'll know down the line um i i i i, I don't know it's it's bizarre and, and not I, a good I, feeling I, it's not a good it's feeling. not a good feeling I, I it was a weird season to begin with i was optimistic on a lot of aspects i'm still optimistic on a lot of aspects but until drury i you know what Drury's first move going to be that's what's going to tell everything and and if it's like you said if it's going to sign a, you know, a, I don't want to pick on Ryan Reeves because he seems like a decent dude and he has a beer that I want to try. So. Who's the dude at uh, San Jose that, that um, I'm forgetting his name. Is it Gabriel? Kirk Gabriel? Uh, or, or who's, who's the, uh, there's, uh, I'm trying to think of like who, who are still just true enforcers. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, like, like I, without going like old Tread, but if the Rangers go the route of signing a Donald Brashear again, then we're going to know. And then I'm going to be, I have thrown a fit. But like you said, if they went and got a, Pat Maroon type or, you know, a prime Brian Boyle type or something like that. It's like, I think that's a little bit different, you know, 
you know, I saw some people float now, Wayne Simmons. Now Wayne Simmons is, is old and unfortunately his body is deteriorating, but Wayne Simmons in his prime was a heck of a hockey player. If it's something along those lines, you know, that would, that would be, you know, I'm not opposed to that. If it's a veteran, ch- look, veteran one, one year, 1 million Wayne Simmons. Um, he I, shows I that he's it. willing to fucking go for it. It would, for whatever his team he's on. I love that guy. I love yeah. that guy. I loved him when he was on the flyers. He was a ranger killer. Um, uh, he was a good hockey player who, uh, you know, once again, he, you play that hard. Unfortunately, your career is usually a little bit shorter. It's just the way it happens. So, you know, he's, he's, He's a guy, you know, I can consider. So if it's along those lines, I'm okay with it. If it's just a pure guy who can't do anything else, but, you know, uh, um, someone along those lines, and it, it's just, you know, it'll really kind of be the telltale of uh, what's what's to come for us. And that's really all we could do is we got one game left tomorrow against Boston, and then it's the off season. Ranger fans wanted Mason Gertzen coming up for that game. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, there was a reply to that comment to, to a Twitter. There's like somebody tweeting about Gerson and, and showed the knockout. And like the first comment, these could be these could easily just be anybody, but I just thought it was funny. Um, somebody's like, I played rec league with this guy a couple years ago. He was a fucking tool. Like he kept saying, like, Google me, bro. Like that was his move. So I hope that's partially hope that's true. I mean, I'm sure it's not, but uh That'd be pretty funny if they called up Mason Gerson to do some uh, Matt Karkner-esque attack on Tom Wilson. But, you know. Matt Karkner. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I just think about that. It's the same people that are in charge, right? Like game three or whatever it was. Matt Karkner throws his gloves off and just attacks Brian Boyle. And that assault. He would have been arrested. He would have been arrested. Yeah. He just assaulted him. That's just part of part of uh hockey i guess i don't know or this is a debate this was on steve dangles podcast like is is fighting and penalties generally is that part of the game or is it not part of the game because it's like one's a penalty you know you're getting penalized for doing something that's not a part of hockey or is it part of the game you know which is what they say right fighting is part of the game so uh it's just interesting hockey's a a weird sport man Weird sport, weird sport, and we're we're I don't know if we're smart or dumb to be um, playing along with everybody here. So that's that's all that's all I, I got for that. Um, like I said, folks, I, we're just gonna stick with that this week. No uh, no favorite Rangers or anything like that this week. Just a crazy, crazy week in the the history of the New York Ranger franchise. Yeah. To wrap up a crazy, crazy season that was. Um, uh, last thoughts here, Jake, and, and you know, next week we'll, we'll kind of jump into some off season stuff and, you know, and, and as we go through the playoffs, we'll, we'll keep it as Rangers as possible, but we'll have some fun with some other stuff. I'm sure, you know, overall thoughts. I mean, all the uh, management stuff aside, I mean, did you see this season as a progress overall? That's, that's a really, it's a really a dramatic, dramatic side. Dramatic it's a really side. good question. Um, I would, I'll, I would say overall, yeah. it was. I think, you know, once people got themselves together, we saw, we saw, Ka- we saw Capo turn into an elite you know two-way forward, uh, metric-wise. You're you right. Know, Lafreniere come in. Fox is a North Trophy candidate. She's Turkey established himself. He might be a Calder Trophy finalist. Overall, you saw what you want to see on the um, ice. That's on totally, the ice. You're right on ice. On the ice strictly, yes. I think you're right. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, remove the off ice aspects of thing. I think that's how you got to look at it. Although with this year, it's kind of tough to not only focus on the off ice stuff. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's crazy. And uh, so, yeah, this this will be our last um, in-season podcast. So we'll, we'll have to do some, like, best of, worst of moments or something like yeah, that. Absolutely. We'll do a little season recap and, and, and jump into some playoff predictions as, as we go down the line here. Yeah, that'd be fun to get some guests on, too, you know, a couple uh, absolutely, a couple peeps. But, uh, yeah, I think that's all we got. It's all for me. Good stuff. All right. Well, Ranger fans, thank you so much for listening this season. I, I'm, we're happy to have uh, experienced this with you. This has been a, a wild ride, and hopefully going forward, we have some more things to cheer about and less to be sickened by. So uh, I'm Jake Albee, your, your co-host, along with my other co-host, Coach Connell McNeilis. We'll see you guys next time. Have a good one. Later, folks.